Moses Hakmon, welcome. Hi, good to be here. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the program. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. I'm really excited for this. Moses's art is incredible. He identifies as water. He's been taking incredible, unbelievable photos of water and has a background in architecture as well. And spiritually very aligned, really excited to play with oceanic feeling and also get the chance to showcase some of this in its nuances and also its relation to our metaphysics, which is really interesting. So let's let's start off by playing spiritually with the metaphysics of infinity expressing itself. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's what this is? Yeah. I mean there's there's something that is beyond and that something is like the absolute nothing. And when it doesn't feel like being nothing <laughs> In one second, the Big Bang, life sparks, and here we are. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. So, you really resonate with Leela. Are you familiar with the Sanskrit term Leela, the cosmic play or the divine play? I mean, I think there's so many uh, mysticism, yeah. Yeah, mythologies, and religions. <laughs> And I keep my mind blank. I don't retain names, number. Like I'm not a history buff. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea. So if so, conceptually yes, but name no. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So conceptually is the absolute undergoing a playful modulatory experience mm-hmm. of all of these forms right yeah that's, that, that thing that is before language before knowing before the before but it's before before because we can't even talk about it because it's so far back yeah from the human experience which is kind of the opposite of that right. we're so invested in being <laughs> and that thing is the absolute <laughs> yeah I've, I have one video about that about what exists outside of time and space and just no space like yeah we keep thinking about it like oh because we're thinking about like we need to travel far out into space to find what exists outside of it but that's not gonna work (laughs) because the further you go the further it's gonna expand but if you kind of go inside Inside, you might find that nothingness for a glimpse of a second before you get back into the being yeah 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 take the inward journey all the way to your source all the way to nothingness shunya the void and once you see that this is a bunch of emptiness that's dancing right yeah and (laughs) dance is good yeah Yeah. yeah and once you go out from that point like lao tzu 
and so many others in these mystic traditions said, it's very much like Wu Wei. It's like this effortless action that comes upon the God realized state or that infinite realized state because you recognize that these are expressions of the same source, of the same infinitude. So there's never a tendency to do any harm. Right. Because it would just be on to your, ourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to myself right now. Exactly. It's an internal conversation within that space. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so layered. Um, the and Between function, like what is the function we're here for? And then also when you detach from the human story, then you also don't see the harm or the suffering you know what i mean like yeah so it's a very tricky exactly. line to walk i'm really happy you brought this up i've been playing around a lot with simultaneity and so simultaneously we hold this very non-dual realization about the nothingness dancing and yet also we hold the simultaneously the dualistic concession which is that there is suffering and there's well-being and we want to architect towards well-being and prosperity right yeah but you just have to always always remember um like we make games right so we make rules we build the space for the game whether it's an actual court or software hardware and then we're the one that ends up playing inside of the game yeah, too, yeah. right? So it's, but for humans, most of the quest is um, to keep playing the game until you realize that there, that you made it. You exactly. made the game that you're inside of. Exactly. So, but the game is only good if you don't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why can't it also be good if you realize it? Well, then, then then, we shift to a different game, right? Which is what? So, What's the different game upon infinite realization? What's the game that you've shifted to? I think it's the shift is the shift of what motivates you. Like, what's the motivator, right? Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's like a different game. Cause what's, for, what's the shift for you? In What's the motivation shift now? For me, the sh for me it's always been the same. The motivation was from inside. Um, like... I see myself that I belong to life. Life is mine. Building, that's why I do architecture. Building houses is nature. Building houses for consciousness, right? <laughs> so building and making, um, the nature is in the business of construction. <laughs> you know, that's what nature does. Yeah. Trees are buildings. So, I'm, so I, I'm there with you about let's not destroy architecture. And architecture is people, plants, animal. Yes. That's architecture. Yes. So destruction is not ideal. It's not a good thing because we actually yeah. put so much energy to construction. Yeah. So whenever we destroy it, that's just a pure waste, right? But then I get to a place where I'm like, but there is no waste. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. that's what I mean. So exactly. it depends on which layer you're in your discussion. Exactly. Right. So if I talk to another person in the human story, I'm like, let's not destroy. Yep. Because yep. we put a lot of energy in building. And that includes even uh, your child. When you have a child, you put a lot of energy into building that. 
right? Totally. There's nothing worse than somebody destroying your child, totally. right? You put so much energy into building that, right? So, so that's why I think I try to stay within when I talk about those things within the human story for humans. Yeah, because outside of that, that conversation might be destructive for humans, because they're like, yeah. oh well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Th- this is this is why simultaneity is really important across all these layers because in many ways people come to the f- this final realization of emptiness dancing of non-duality and it's really important to also be able to hold at the same time like a Jedi you can navigate all these layers because then you can be in the dream world and also when you have a conversation with somebody recognize that there is that feeling of a, a billion people still not having access to clean water or right. to f- sustainable sources of food for themselves and whatnot mm-hmm. or maybe their consciousness does not yet have the house that you're saying that architecture nature is like providing mm-hmm. these houses for consciousness which is super interesting way of, of viewing it as well and so that's p- part of the critical realization has been navigating across all of these layers simultaneously. And that even upon the ultimate realization, yeah, there's still never a tendency to destroy because there's no feeling worse than destruction after so much billions of years of play that then created the creation for us to look at ourselves through this yeah so the best thing we can do is try and even maximize as much more portals in for people to come through as infants yeah yeah and i think i mean it's just we're seeing um because you have to look at life if if you want to see the movement within life you have to look at life as something that is um perfect as it is so at that moment you can look at things and be like okay i understand why this is here and why this is happening it's not ideal it hurts but the goal and where it's going is to a specific place right so like um i like to say i don't believe like in evolution or creation i believe in the evolution of creation yes right so we are constantly making and evolving in the making so we're making better all the time right human beings you know 100 years ago 50 percent would die from a simple infection or at birth or whatever life expectancy was so low and suddenly you know boom we get to a place we improve there's less pains there's less suffering there's less disease there's less so it's not like we started in paradise totally as far as the physical world these vehicles um so it's it's always good to just look at i don't know cars from the first wheel of the log of wood that rolled down the mountain to a self-driving car yep right so when we look at the evolution of vehicles because this is what we're in we're inside of a vehicle so you look at evolution of vehicles you start to see how we're constantly improving moving forward to a place where this vehicle will be even better but also at what point my self-driving car will think wait this is what i am <laughs> i'm a self-driving car what's a person yeah, you know I, mean? yeah. <laughs> like, I, don't know. I don't even know what that is 
I'm here and I'm driving from here to there. <laughs> a person that doesn't exist, yeah. right? So for a, a self-driving car in the future, a person will be like that invisible soul <laughs> that not only made it, but is actually using it, yes. right? So it's like, so for yeah, yeah. a lot of people, they're in that self-driving car. They just see themselves as the self-driving car. There's nothing that actually yeah. evolved that vehicle to the place that it is for a specific function. Function, yeah. yeah? Ooh, that's that's the critical part of it. It's almost like one of the biggest gifts that you can render humanity, as Ramana Maharshi said, is to realize yourself as infinity, as God expressing itself. And yet, also, when you go all the way to that infinitude, to that source what happens is is that you recognize that similarly and we may we may touch on this throughout our conversation do you have you part have you partaked in entheogens psychedelics mm -hmm. entheogen means unleashing the divine within unleashing mm -hmm. god within right and like when you participate for example, with 5-MeO-DMT, within moments, you're recognizing that we'll get to this, this oceanic feeling, which we're already in and talking about, but that you recognize the trajectory of what it took for you to be able to be this expression of source experiencing itself mm -hmm. that's what happens when you rock it into your entheogenic right. experience you're like wow this is so divine and profound mm -hmm. and to, to really just be childlike awe and happiness because you are this expression, this secretion of that infinitude experiencing mm -hmm. itself. Right. And there's, I mean, there's something that, because I've been thinking about that part a lot. And in, because again, the meaning of life is living, it's life itself in this game, right? In this specific layer of human beings. And then I found that, um, for many people that are not born into an ideal setting where you have those feelings just from life itself right so if i couldn't find that happiness and joy and that meaning within um, my environment family connections hobby life you know like because that's usually most people on the good end of things are distracted in a beautiful way with life itself they find happiness, they find joy, they find connection, they find through that, through, you know, having great parents, great environment, good education, good relationships, they're fulfilled, they're motivated, right? And then there's people which I would include myself in that you don't have that when you grow up. So there's other places for you to find that. And then we go maybe out to nature, maybe connect to things that are not on the human story or human level we connect the things that come through those for example substances could be meditation could be could be a lot of different ways right so 
there is basically uh, a place for everyone to find that and it's and, and i found that maybe i'm in the minority too yeah. of the people that had to go outside of the human story to find peace love harmony joy connection motivation right that yeah i have two things to say there that it'll be interesting to hear your perspective about typically what is called maya in the sanskrit tradition especially adi shankara's theory developing this out is that the and in many ways it's kind of like lakshmi this sort of goddess of temptation and intoxication the world the dreamed creation is in many ways the place where if you seek happiness and peace to extract it from the dream from maya from the planet you will always fail mm-hmm. whereas this is very much like what rupert spira says whereas when you go all the way inward your you recognize that your source is sat chit ananda its existence consciousness bliss mm-hmm. and that then you bring peace and happiness to the world to everything you do i guess let's start there how do you feel about that first right like it puts things in perspective for those that don't have it right so if you're stressed anxious life is hard then you can always stop and go back to wait what am i i'm just pure consciousness where am i i'm not this right now i'm in a very peaceful place and then like you said you bring that so you manage to calm yourself but we're talking already to a place where you can have that conversation most people can't even go there the anxiety is crippling interesting the stress is crippling their body is crippling right so okay so you're talking about when you're still in the space of seeking peace and happiness externally that at that point then there's some sort of like in the parable of the prodigal son in the abrahamic tradition there's this turn inward that Mm -hmm. happens right and so would that be then sort of an important one of your also important framings of what's happening is to turn rather than seeking the peace and happiness in a relationship or in a substance or in an experience to instead recognize yeah yeah because because it's not out there you can't find anything uh, outside of you i mean nobody can make you feel better and that thing no thing can make you feel better that's definitely um and i think what i'm talking about is the so in this layer we're here to build that's why we have these vehicles we're here to build architecture yes we're building house for consciousness and in that equation water is consciousness you're already the house this is the first house the secondary house and it keeps growing right so now the only question is what will be um what will it take for you to continue building and making right so that's why i said that 
the idea of even suffering, harm, all those things don't matter really to water. It's just a matter of your vehicle in, as a person, right? So it's like cars have accidents, but one day self-driving cars, there will be no accidents, right? So it doesn't mean that the world was bad because cars used to have accidents. It just, again, the evolution of creation. It's the time it takes to evolve, create, make to a certain point. So I think as humans in this layer, um, life will do whatever it takes to make sure you're alive, you're building, you're making, you're creating, you have a house, you have the technology, you have, you know, you keep moving life forward and you don't have a choice either. You can't stop drinking, eating, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you Breathing. don't, you do not yeah. have that free will. Totally. Totally. <laughs> this vehicle, as long as you're in this vehicle, totally. this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> this is the game you're in. Yeah. You signed in for it, but you know, you'll find out later that you did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, not going to yeah. find that out what you, while you're in it kind of thing. But, Okay, so let's see if I hit the ball back here. One of the core things to recognize is that as we talk about, like in this example, the parable of the prodigal son, when you're seeking happiness in the sense of a material possession externally, you're going to run into misery. But when you're seeking the basic need to be met of clean air or water or food or shelter or electricity, etc., that that is really important because you can't get air in a sense from the inward. You, you have to get clean air from finding clean mm. air to sustain your next steps, both inward and outward. And so... Meeting basic needs is something really important in that outward expression. And that's why you've used the word architecture. I really like that. I, I talk about infinite creation a lot, that this is all an infinite creative expressions is what this all eternally is doing. And yet I like your use of architecting because we have not only architected these vehicles but we've also architected the houses as well that we live in we architected the air water food electricity those basic needs and so the constant process of architecting to maximize the basic needs being met so more people can go all the way in and all the way out by the way i, I typically use all the way in meaning the infinity or source realization and then mm -hmm. all the way out is kind of like the entrepreneurship or the art or the creativity right. or the engineering or the science it's like express it's like mm -hmm. the firework outward yeah, yeah. Dude, that resonates yeah yeah you you that resonates yeah absolutely okay yeah and then the next i guess the next place i'd like to go and then we'll get to one of the things you were mentioning earlier is that the Sufi traditions, they say that they have this phrase, it's Wadat al-Wujud. It's the unity of all finding. Because you gave this really interesting, while you were talking a bit ago, that each of us has our own flavor or our own style or taste, mm -hmm. if you will, of communion with mm -hmm. this oceanicness. 
And so that's what Ibn Arabi and William Chittick and so many others are now expressing with Wadat al-Wujud is that each one of these expressions of source or infinity has its own unique style of both communing inward. So some people, and I'll ask you this, some people we mentioned earlier, you can sit for these 10 day silent meditation retreats. You can read mystic books around the union with the absolute. You can take entheogens. There are so many different paths. And so that means there are so many different ways to unite yoga union with mm -hmm. the absolute. And then there's all of these different ways to express yourself outward as well. So how does that concept of your unique style of finding? And also, I'd like to ask you about your unique style of finding how you came to the realization. Right. But first we have to say, is that the purpose? Like, is that what we're here for? Like because hide and seek. In because when you're outside of this body, you know it all, right? I mean, it's only a temporary moment in your life that you don't. Yeah. While you're in this body, you're limited, right? It's like the horse, we put the blinds on yeah. to make sure they can do their task. Because if you see everything, yeah, yeah. it's overwhelming, yeah, yeah. right? If you believe I, mean, I am the body. if Because yeah. even that's why we don't see water. That's why we don't see all of the spirit that's around us. Because yeah. if you saw that, you wouldn't be able to do the function do of any, building this anything. house, yeah. right? You'd be <laughs> you in an ocean of oxygen and nitrogen, and so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I think it's important to recognize that we know everything. There's nothing really hidden. It's only when we are, right now, we're like astronauts, right? We took a drop of water from the ocean, we packaged it in this body. So now you're away from home which is the source of all your suffering and pain because you're disconnected from who you really are, the bigger ocean, everyone you know and love. And that's why as humans, we try to seek that connection again with other humans. Right? It's like when you see those drops of water kind of like touching and suddenly like, right? But we can't do that because we still have that skin between us, right? Yep. But we constantly like magnets of consciousness trying to, you know, get back to that place you know so we were like physically we just get there it's that feeling you have when you hold somebody and you can't hold them close enough like yep. you try to hug them so much that you want to dissolve into each other but you can't so we are in a temporary place we are basically astronauts away from home right now as human beings so if for some people it helps them knowing and understanding that that's what's going on. That's why you feel this way. But it's also temporary. But there are people that are able to function within that equation and do their purpose. So it's, it's a, again, it's a tricky one because in the human story, all that exists. But your human story is short. And once you're outside of it, you're back to that infinite, to yeah. that oceanic feeling. You dissolve back to that ocean of consciousness. And you're back there and you're like, oh, I get it now. I know where I came from. I know where I've been. I know all my past life. And I see the future one that I'm going to jump into once again yeah. by choice. And I know that I'm, I'm not going to know again. 
and I'm going to forget and I'm going to, you know, and, and we're brave to do that, but we do. And so it's, it's a, uh, so I, all I'm trying to say is that I don't think the meaning of life is to discover the meaning of life. I think the meaning of life is to live life. And then there are people that for them to live life, which I was one of them, was not acceptable until I knew everything. <laughs> right. So, so in a way, I'm kind of like the, the brat, you know, I'm like, OK, no, I'm not playing this game until, until I, know. I know everything about yeah. this game. Yeah. Until I expose every corner and yeah. every yeah. right, but then but then it's a dangerous game to play because some people unravel the game and then they lose motivation, they lose meaning, or they lose purpose, right? So that's that's where my mind is. How do we do that res responsibly? Exactly. Right. Like yeah. how do we? So that's why I wouldn't push somebody to do any type of uh, substance or any type of practice that uh, might not be. It's very subjective, right? Like I cannot, my journey is my journey. And like you said, our personalities are so different, yeah. um, not because of the source, but because of the where we are now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This vehicle is different than your vehicle. Yeah, yeah. My experience is site specific. So, and that's what shapes our different personalities. Yeah. But outside of the body, when we go back, there's only one personality. There's yeah. only one. Yeah. Um, so my personal experience will never be a good way for somebody else to find their way. Yeah. It, they, it's up to them. Yep. But the only thing I can say is that I know I found it in me. Yeah. Nobody else is yes, guiding, yes. teaching. I found yes. it. So once you are able to shut down the thoughts, the stress, the other people's voices that live in your head, once you shut all that down and you really listen to who you are, which is more like here in the gut. Mm. it's beyond language it's beyond like once that surfaces up you got it you feel it yeah and suddenly you know wow this is who i am this is my purpose yes. this is what i'm here for yes yes um yeah <laughs> yeah there's so many ways to take that bit i love it one of the things that's been coming up a good amount is that very similarly to how there are so many top level athletes around the world there are also top level people that have went all the way inward mm -hmm. to recognize their true nature right. and and so there's not a big amount of people that are saying go and train multiple hours per day to become a peak athlete in mm -hmm. the discipline and mm -hmm. so very similarly there's nobody saying oh you should train multiple hours per day to recognize your own true infinitude expressing itself right. and so for those that are interested in recognizing their nature mm -hmm. it all although there are all these different paths all these different styles and tastes yeah. the end is one yeah and that then upon that realization what happens is the reason why there's so many people that say that it's the most important thing you can do is because then you no longer carry around and we're going to be interviewing frank yang here on the show soon who's also in this state of infinity realization where there's this he uses this analogy this condom in a sense mm -hmm. it's like you put a big tied a condom around your neck and now you're in this bubble of ego separation mm -hmm. and you don't even recognize you're the fish in the ocean right and so then 
when you're in that space, what's happening is that you're trying to get happiness and peace from the world, from relationships and substances and all these other things. And you have this fear and there's fear, which Lao Tzu said is the greatest illusion. You are already source. You are already infinity. There's nothing to fear. And so another really good analogy for this is that the double helical structure DNA in biology because you have this discovery since 1953 that we used to just say that we are brothers and sisters and there was like this big you know movement around the planet we are that way and then in 1953 we're like oh shit we're 99.9 percent genetically similar to each other and we're 0.1 percent different right. as humans and that's another way to explain the unity and diversity at the same time because we take on these different form ocean this channel for water that we are it takes on the different form that's why this is atlas and that's moses and that you're israeli i'm armenian and that you know you do this incredible art and i do these shows and other content and so we kind of are our unique expressions as well so there's like a unique outward and a unique style of finding inward and so that's sort of been one of the ways of even on a level of form on a level of physicalism and dna and biology you can right. come to these same realizations because yeah, so it, it is one it's truth like it manifests itself physically and metaphysically because obviously if because we understand that it comes from the metaphysics into the physics. But for most people, it's like, you know, physics first. <laughs> now, oh, it happened to be also the same over there. I'm like, no, no, it's actually, it's actually the other way around. But that's fine. But, um, but I think, I mean, what you describe is basically fractals, right? Like understanding the fractal nature of consciousness, understanding this, that spiral of life, I think. That was one of the first things for me when I understood what a fractal is, but truly what it is in being that thing, both in this scale or in the bigger scale. Or, I mean, when you truly understand the independence of the fractal in its scale, it actually helps you also understand how all, like a single cell is as conscious as you are. Because consciousness is a fractal, it's independent of scale. And people think, well, a fly, it's small. It doesn't have a big brain. It's not as intelligent or conscious as I am. I'm like, well, you don't understand consciousness. <laughs> consciousness, like a drop of water, is as intelligent as you are. Or take a whale. It's like the size of a building and is as intelligent as you are. It can be bigger, it could be smaller. but So that fractal um, is really the nature of consciousness. And then when you look... What I've learned from faces of water and from looking at the images of water is that in consciousness, there's infinite amount of movement. And life is movement. That's what life is. And then movement becomes musical movement, political movement, social movements. But as life, as basically that thing that is nothing is coming into some kind of a if you want to go from point A to point B, you have to have a reason. So you have to have you have to be a conscious being to decide, well, I want to go there. So then starts a movement, right? So there's intention, movement, 
And that movement now has a form because there's something that's not moving. There's something that is moving, right? So now we have a form and that form is shaped by the intention, right? So you can imagine a shark, a dolphin, two completely different intentions coming into life, into movement, into form. And, and anything's form informs you of the intention, right? That's why I can walk around the world and I know the intention behind everything according to their form. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. So in, in the global consciousness, in that ocean of consciousness, there's infinite movement. And each movement is a character and each character has intention and has a form and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. So, and then you show up, I show up, an elephant show up, a tree show up, <laughs> you know, things <laughs> come into life. So it's, it's, but in, in the ocean itself, there's no limit. You know, there's this infinity and ease of free, it's free form. Everything can exist. Everything can show up. It's three dimensional. It's four dimensional. It's 11 dimensional. You know, things can become anything and everything. But here in the material world, we consciousness came into existence with this building blocks, right? We have matter and that's where it's different. Now you have matter. You have yeah. building blocks. Those building blocks have shape. They have rules. And then you have water, which is the agent of consciousness within this yeah. world of building blocks. Yep. And now water is playing with those building blocks and seeing what can I make? What can I do? Right. Yes, yes. But you're bound by matter. You're bound by those building blocks. And that's what's so different from the pure consciousness, which is boundless, free form into living in this material world suddenly there's form there's limitation there's physics laws of physics mm -hmm. science all those things now come into play yeah but their con consciousness is playing with itself that's science yeah. where most people try to take science to investigate consciousness yeah, 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 I but know, science I know, is science of matter I, yeah 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 it's yeah. not the science of consciousness yeah. art philosophy, you know, the, the expression through poetry, visual art, all those things, that's the science of consciousness. So I think that's maybe one of the things that you're trying to talk about. How do we bring people back to consciousness? And, and today the biggest problem is that most people learned in school that um, life is random and meaningless, the theory of evolution. It's random and meaningless. And I think that's that's where we both agree on like we have to shake people out of that back to the idea of like it's not random and it's not meaningless. You know, the map of evolution is true, but it's the map of the create you know, the creative force within evolution. Yeah. That's why everything makes sense at each step. Yes. Moses, I've been playing around with this quite a bit that we mentioned a little bit ago that there's not this tendency in culture to ship people off to to go and practice for several hours a day of learning how to play the violin or learning how to you know hit tennis balls or whatever sport or activity it is. But we also recognize that it might be the most upstream all the way up at the source so typically we do things downstream like when 
like the healthcare systems like downstream you wait until something happens then you go in it's not preventative you don't go all the way upstream to the exact cellular intracellular deficiency that's then causing the downstream bigger pathology in a bunch of tissue that you then go to the hospital to do so very similarly and you were talking about fractals fractals this is what we're describing here is that the more you go upstream to the source that the more that you recognize that then downstream all of the healing all of the morality all of the ethics all of the things that we frequently wonder how do we figure out how to do this they get solved naturally because you recognize the nature of what is actually happening and so that reason why it's becoming so much more important for people to even recognize why are we saying this why are we having a show about spirituality and metaphysics and oceanic feeling why do we care about talking about this rather than talking about the weather and talking about sports and talking about all of these other transient surface level things is because we're talking about what is not transient we're talking about what is permanent we're talking about the absolute the ultimate that then expresses itself as the transient as all of this finite creation and in doing so when you come to that realization it's just the effortless morality and ethics and prosperity that becomes so much easier to harmonize on and that's why as I was writing some notes while you were talking, one of them was that even at the level of the fractal, even at the level of mathematical self-similarity and recursion and chaos and recognizing that fundamentally the different expressions of form that we take on as fireworks of infinity makes it so that i see you as the same source expressing itself as a different beautiful form you have your own unique firework mm -hmm. and that's why the west is not wrong about individuation the East is so spot on about non-duality and oneness, mm -hmm. unity. And yet the West is very right about infinity expressing itself as these unique fireworks, individuation. Mm -hmm. And so to merge those two together has been something that's really pivotal and fundamental. Spirituality and science, the collective right. and the individual. Right. And I think we just right now... I see the future of life not on this planet. And I think those things will happen when we leave this place. So, for example, let's say if tomorrow you have a new... Because that's a new creature in space when you have a new, let's say, some kind of a space station, right? And you have people living in that space station. Now there's a bigger body and human beings are the cells of that body, right? Everything we know about life here socially is gone. 
you're not owning land anymore you're not having your own job and making money like all those ideas that come from uh what you know because right now we have this like capitalist communist right individual collective but suddenly when you're in that space station they collapse together mm. you're the individual in the collective right so I think just right now we're in a place of transition towards there. So we're still pulling, you know, left, right. You're right. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're right. When really we're just too soon. Right. So we're projecting onto the future. So we're slowly walking towards the place where yes. that actually works. Yes. But right now where we are, it just we're living on both. You know, our legs are in both places right now. So there is something about that. There is, um, I think. And again, that comes from understanding the purpose of human beings without human beings being the center of creation. When you understand consciousness as the center of creation and the evolution of consciousness as it's building itself a home in the universe, we're just a vehicle towards that. Yeah. But as long as you're going to keep human beings as the center of creation, yes. 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 you're not going to see it. You're not going to find it. Yeah. You know, you're still, like you said, in that. Um, illusion, the yeah. ego, the blindfold. Yes. Which which yes. is functional to a certain point. Sure. Yeah. And then you hit the breaking point, like in the parable yeah. of the prodigal son. You 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 said this earlier and it's really important to bring up again that the fundamental pedagogy that is taught to infants and toddlers and children is of separation mm. and then that is what makes it so that the egoic bubble condom blinders ends up staying with a adolescent and then an adult and then even a grandparent until maybe the time that they die finally they recognize that they've merged into the ocean right at that last moment and so that now in the pedagogy if you hit at the level of the infant the toddler if you hit at that level the recognition that you come from the same source the same infinitude the same very non-dual oneness fundamentally first and foremost number one principle as that Number two principle is that you are a unique expression of that. Mm -hmm. Then, then it makes it so that you recognize the ocean first and you recognize your uniqueness as a right. fi fish in that ocean. Mm -hmm. And so I really agree with you that it has so much to do with the fundamental pedagogy level and to not you see so you see many indigenous traditions around the planet that don't have the egoic bubble form because upon birth it's the recognition of oneness first mm -hmm. yeah i think for a lot of people it's just hard to hold that thought i'm one but i'm everyone at the same time it's hard to hold it right and that's for me when water came into play when you use water as the symbol for the soul, for that consciousness, that's when you can have somebody visualize it, materialize it. Oh, I'm a cup of water. When I die, you pour that cup back to the ocean. So when you pour it back to the ocean, where's the trace of yeah. 
what you were before. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. And more than that, can you find that water again? Can you find it? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, ah. so I think like really that's where it is. Um, that's why I use water so much because it just it's it's something you can actually um, visualize, contextualize. Because otherwise, it's just it's just hard for most people. Because life is so much in, invested so much in your illusion of the individual. It puts yeah. so much work into that. I, know. Right? I mean, everything is designed for you to be the individual. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I think it's finding that right balance and transitioning at the right time. So you don't lose that motivation. But today I see people that are very successful, but they have zero, um, not even one drop of spirituality, connection, bigger picture in their life. So even though they found success in matter in everything that as human beings we imagine as success but they have so much depression anxiety stress and that comes from the lack of knowledge of what you describe as knowledge of the source of exactly. who you are what you are right yeah. so then once i think and i think that comes again from that idea of like we are right they are wrong there's only two totally. places in this world you either believe in science or believe in god and I'm like, wait a minute, there's something in the middle because <laughs> it's not it's not either you're this evangelical, you know, believing in the seven days of creation as is or you believe in science. Like, no, there's something in the middle. And, and all the debates we see is always they take the most extreme, extreme yeah. of both, put yeah. them together in one room yeah, yeah. and have a battle. And <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, OK, I'm, I'm going with science because this yeah. is, you know, <laughs> so for most people, they're misguided totally and kind of pushed away. And I think that's just politics. Just it's pure politics. People fighting for power. Yeah. So church had the power. Then science yeah. came. Like, hey, we're gonna yeah. take the power. Yeah, yeah. And now the science science is the new church. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and and they're as destructive. <laughs> the religion of materialism. With scientism, yeah, yeah. however you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just put an ism on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And that's so. I think now people are ready to break down. Totally. Now it's that. it's time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, 500 years, pendulum swings, and yeah. now it's like, hold on a second. Consciousness is fundamental. Mm -hmm. Hold on a second. Exactly. And so now it's a very... And also, it's funny because <clears throat> in a sense, it was like religion was the baton, and then it pendulum swing to, the, to science, and now it's interesting because the pendulum swing isn't to religion, it's to spirituality. Yeah. It's like a higher level. It's like well, the it's mystic the, traditions of right. the religion. Yeah, Because yeah. we have to understand, I think people forget and live with so much judgment. If you go back to what was religion, religion was everything. It was government, art, science, philosophy, um, it was the police, it was the jail, it was the, the courthouse, it was everything. And then we created government, we created a police, we have a jailhouse, we have institutions, we have um, science, art. So now religion can be free to be just the spiritual, the mystic side of it. Because yep. it doesn't have to be anymore the um, government. Yes. It doesn't yes. have to do all those things it used so to do, right? So people forget those things. I mean, if you're a scientist and you don't give credit to religion for even making it possible for science to come forward. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right? So you're just, it's just pure hate, hatred and yeah. judgment, you know? Yeah. 
but so today we are actually free to move on to a place where we can just absorb spirituality on its own free from government free from you know all the things that make it um controlling that's i really i really like that point it's almost like the mystic traditions within the religions around the planet again mysticism means one becoming one with the absolute or the ultimate or god henosis yoga that's what mysticism means it's almost like those mystic traditions in the religions they in a sense they couldn't breathe they were kind of choked out because religion was also involved in all of these other aspects to life and now that these institutions around government and geoeconomics and around institutions for universities and and science analyzing form in biology and chemistry and physics etc it liberated the need of religion to be so over entangled and involved with their tentacles and all of those things which now makes it so that people can given the computers and the information technology age in one year you can read the Tao Te Ching, Confucius's Analects, the Old and New Testament. You can study the Sufi metaphysics. You can study Gnosticism. You can go to Theravada Buddhism, Dzogchen. You can take entheogens. You can jump into all of these different understandings of mysticism so fast and pull a big meta pattern of what they're what they were all talking about mm -hmm. and unite with infinity with source even in just a year of like full-time work that used to take 40 years in a monastery right. right yeah i mean we have access to that it's kind of like we're going back to because um, i think you know just like we came from a source of singularity of one consciousness what we're doing in the material world we're pushing back to that place of singularity where like i said we will be again a cell in the bigger body which is fully connected so now you are isolated and slowly we form you see all the technology around us right now which is broadcasting to other people but slowly that will become a place where we are constantly connected and and in a, in a way that we can all hear each other all the time but not just here, we all think together, right? Yep. So we're just recreating, that's the fractal again. We're building in a bigger scale something that already exists in your body. Your body is 100 trillion cells living in singularity. 30 trillion, we think, but yeah, yes. However, a, exactly. even if it's 1 trillion, right? Even, yeah. Because we're just a, yeah. 8, 7 billion people, right? So that trillion cells living in singularity is you right now. Yep. And then imagine a society of a trillion people living in singularity yep yep so we're just scaling up exactly. constantly yep. but the technology already exists in your body yep. it, it, nothing is new we're just scaling up yep. right so the individual cell of water yep. is now you're that bigger scale of that yes because water creates and builds you know single cells is really the where life is totally single cells when totally it's, it's the it, fundamental building block we're yeah. giants it's yeah. a, but of consciousness in the material world yeah we're giants so we don't even see or acknowledge that which is the beauty of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of that singularity that you are yeah. 
Yeah. So at some point we'll grow to have that singularity again, where a trillion people connected together will wake up in even a larger body of consciousness that yeah. will operate in the universe and so on and so on. You know? Yes, yes. We'll keep doing that. But, yeah. Um, You've but heard of holons? Yes. Hol holons, yeah, and holarchies. It's like the cell is a fundamental unit in the organ, which is a fundamental unit in the body, which is a fundamental unit in the civilization, which is a fundamental mm -hmm. unit in the universe. Right. And yeah, so they're all embedded mm -hmm. within one another like this. And it's right. turtles every way, forever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fractal again. Yes, fractal That's the again. beauty yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think what's interesting today, because we were talking about how like, you know, we swung into science, but now um, what is the most common topic of conversation today is identity. It's identity. Yeah. Right. And so science so tells you science was like, this is who you are, this body. And then people started like, well, actually, I don't feel like this is who I am. I'm actually more feminine or masculine or yeah. more this or more that. Like the entire conversation now. Yeah. It's about, about identity. Identity, yeah. And people are starting to say rebel against their physical identity. Yeah. Because you, before you enter this body, there's a full spectrum between the masculine and feminine that you are as a spirit. Mm -hmm. And then there's a full spectrum of bodies you enter to between masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. They don't always line up. So suddenly somebody was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I actually feel different from the physical reality that I was born into. Yeah which completely shatters you know the whole idea of like there's yeah. only the physical there's yeah. only your body and for me it's it's joyful to watch people you know like they're yeah. running around hitting walls uh, yeah yeah exactly. still trying to figure out yeah, yeah. and then i was like well i'm water yep <laughs> i don't have gender i don't have sex i don't have any of those any things of those things yep. anything that this body has yep. is not who i am yes i'm just in that body just like you're in this house right now but yes. it's not who you are yes. you build it you make it you dwell in it but it's not who you are. Yeah. And and even I get pushback sometimes. It's like, oh, that's offensive to the LGBTQ. Or I'm like, no, you're offensive to me. Your attachment to your body is offensive. Your attachment to your body is what's causing so many of the downstream issues as a planet because you need to be right about your identity. And separation. And separation like that's Holding all on. people all hold on to is yeah. like my separation and they and instead of <laughs> my separation <laughs> instead of walking away from that we keep branding right we keep branding it with new it's like the onion segments layers and segments and segments onion layers yeah. are getting new names more letters and more letters and more races and more yes. i'm like wait a minute if you're you know if your parents are mixed and their parents were mixed and like don't you see that you're losing your identity that you were holding on to so hard? And right? if you go up that great chain of being your parents, 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 yeah. what do you get to? You get to the same fucking source yeah. that so, we all come from. Yeah. So it's a lose-lose game for anyone that is chasing their identity through their body yeah. and through the material yep. world. You're going to lose the game eventually but you just don't know it yet <laughs> and you're going to be miserable on the way there. I've yet to find somebody that's happy. Happy. Yeah. Within that equation totally. of attachment of identity. to onion layers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just more separation, right. more segment. You can't find people that are happy attached to their onion layers yeah. of identity. Yeah. If anything, they just try to make you miserable. Yeah. Not. Yeah. It's like, what are your onion layers of identity? It's like, yeah. I am water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
which is equal to the water in your body. Which is equal to your water, yeah. But our bodies themselves will never be equal. Just as a fact, yep. you know, yep. just yep. the bundle of soil that was bundled up to make my body and the body, it's just different. Yeah. You know, yep. the matter is not the same, but consciousness is. Yes. Yep. So we're, as far as like we're 99, like you said, in DNA, yep. same thing in the water in your body. That's it. Equal. Yep. And water is the architect of that DNA, so it also makes sense. Yeah. And another really good one that I feel like you'll like that we use on the show quite a bit is that when you look at the eyes, mm -hmm. you see the pupil mm -hmm. is like the shared observer or witness or consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then the iris, which is the unique coloration, right. that's like the unique expression. Right. So you have that oneness, the sameness in the pupil, and then you have the differentiation, the individuation mm -hmm. in the iris. And what's the pupil? It's nothing. It's a void. It's a void. There you go. It's not void that is shared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, I figured. I figured you like that one. Uh, yeah, you're. You got it. You got it right away. And and I really like how you put it about attachment to identity. I really, I seriously think that the most upstream issue is that we don't recognize our true nature. If you once you get the true nature and you get that it's an expression of infinity, a big play, then you 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 kind of dissolve the ego, you dissolve, you pop that condom bubble. And it's not to say that you no longer have identity because when somebody says, "Hey Moses, will you bring me the microphone?" you you won't say I identify only as water, you know, so in, you still know how to navigate the mm -hmm. space of when people do things like that. But fundamentally, you don't have attachment anymore to those layers of identity. And that's the big difference. And it, a lot of this, it really does feel like the most upstream solution to all of our downstream problems is especially curious to hear what you think about this. You've been here almost 20 years now in Los Angeles. We've been here since November of 2020. So four months or so, approaching five. One of the most important places to pop that egoic bubble is in the most powerful people in the world. There's 2,200 billionaires on the planet. There's about 225,000 ultra high net worth people on the planet, people that have about 30 million or so US dollars in assets. There's 535 people in the US Congress. There's all the Fortune 500 CEOs. There's the 200 plus UN General Assembly. How do you feel, and all of the other celebrities, influencers in Los Angeles and whatnot, how do you feel about the most upstream thing being that popping of the egoic bubble in the people with the most leadership in this dream well i mean i think they're um so again there's the function of life and i think they are playing an important role in the function side of things right so let's say elon musk right like 
whether he sees it or not, he's paving the way to what I think we need to do from the point of view of water is move to space, gain independence in space, independence of movement, moving all water to space, for example. So whether you wake him up or not, it wouldn't matter because he's doing what he's supposed to do within that equation. So there, I think there's people that operate blindly within the paradigm of life but they're still guided right there's nobody in this life that is not doing the right thing it's more what do they feel about it do they enjoy it do they, so again i think there's two different layers to that um, but I, like i said the evolution of creation is happening constantly and improving constantly but then it left for us maybe that's the only free will we have is whether you will enjoy it or not whether you will find um, satisfaction inspiration motivation that's the only thing left for us to do because like i said you have no free will in living you have to eat drink have a shelter hopefully health insurance hopefully have a comfortable you know what i mean like you're constantly trying to create a life where you are having a good life physically the mental side of things is kind of where the free will is so i think while it's important and possible to help people um find that you know that joy in their life and what they do i don't know exactly yeah i don't know like i don't see any one person with a target on their back that i need to pop their bubble <laughs> i see it more as like i'm i'm this let's say if i'm that nail i'm gonna be here in place yep. and those that yep. hit against yes. it will pop exactly but yeah. if i go and pop their bubble yeah i'm an aggressor totally, totally. i did something violent in a way yeah. right so there has to be the earnest seeking any way to get the yeah. bubble pop for it to be something that's a permanent change anyway yeah. yeah so it's a so that's why i made channel water that's why i put so i make sure that everything that i personally find is shareable for free accessible all the time that's, that's right. the only goal that's right that's the only thing i can and have to do exactly because it's like you said the professions you know there's people that are dentists lawyers um mechanics we're the same in our field and this is one of all those fields so yeah. as, as as it is important for me to find a dentist to fix my tooth to a mechanic to fix my car um, for the person that wants to fix that part of their life, they'll find you and they'll get that operated on and fixed or, yeah. or yeah. right. So I, I think, um, cause it's important to not think that what we do is in any way more important than what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Cause it's all the modulating of nothingness expressing itself and then the ego is what says that what i am doing is more important mm. um although then simultaneously we hold that somebody that is creating violence malevolence is of course in this non-dual understanding as important as somebody that's creating benevolence and yet in the dualistic level it's obviously the person that's creating violence is we need to bring that down and heal that person so that they no longer create mm -hmm. violence whereas the person that's creating benevolence is like two thumbs up question 
when we go to space, because I'm recognizing more and more that the the way that the void expresses itself is both all the way in and all the way out. And so it's almost as though consciousness is going to turn inward like in the parable of the prodigal son and continue recognizing its infinitude, its own voidness inward. Yet it's also going to go out into space and do all of the celestial exploration, which is awesome. But you can't, this is a good question to ask you. We're still using the same hydrological cycle that dinosaurs drank from 66 million years ago. Mm. And so do we have to bring water? We have to bring like a billion or a trillion gallons of water with us to, let's say, the space station that's housing a million people that's orbiting Earth that will then that billion or trillion gallons of water that we brought, whether it's seawater that then becomes desalinated and then we drink that and then we urinate it and then we cycle it back. Mm -hmm. We kind of create our own hydrological cycle Mm -hmm. on the... Is -hmm. that what we have to, to do in order for it to be on the space stations yeah so you're the question is asked from the point of view of a human being not of water yeah correct so correct from the point of view of water what it what the goal is is to leave this planet right what's the worst thing that can happen to water another ice age okay Mm. for water to be frozen it's to be frozen in time you lose your freedom of movement you lose everything you lose mm. your ability to build create our entire mechanism the reason you were created you're the you're the spaceship mm. right mm. now you're just creating the rest of your body mm-hmm. to leave this planet mm-hmm. so we couldn't leave this planet in dinosaurs it was too big mm-hmm. and that's cellular right we're the first cellular creatures that's mm-hmm. right compare us to a single cell mm-hmm. we're the first time that a single cell has created itself in a larger scale now we're creating new collages of those single cells, right? So you can look at the, a bus or a hotel or a cruise ship. Those are all new collection, you know, like uh, collages of single cells. Spaceship is one that's now is self-sustainable. Now, the point of view of it is not from human being. It's from water. Now, water is flowing through that spaceship. And happen to flow through your body. <laughs> but it's water that is kept liquid. It's kept in the temperature it wants to be. It's moving. It's connected. It's away from the salt, away from the cold. So once you understand water and what its needs are, what preference are, then you see that all that life is doing is creating architecture for that body of consciousness, which is water. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I see it. So, yes. so basically... The future of water is to be in those channels flowing through infinitely in a different form that is independent and not open to the elements. And yet we'll also need the physical component of it. We're using the physical. Well, we're using the physical matter to house the water and also to hydrate. 
so that was that was basically the question. Because you might you might not be any more functioning as a human being the way you are now. You might be completely plugged into that whatever structure is. You see what I mean? Like it, oh it, oh, so you might not need to drink the water or no? I'm saying you will, but you might not see it as a human being anymore. I'm drinking water. Yeah, you might be fully connected with all the cells. Like that's what I'm talking about the singularity. Yeah, yeah. At that okay. moment, you don't see yourself anymore sure, as a sure. single human being. In this stepping stone, though, it seems like we'll need to bring the water with us. So in the whatever, stepping stone. Yeah, I mean, the space station right now already does it. They already bring... They have a certain amount of water and that cycles through. Yeah, There's so no they new have, water coming or water yeah, going. So they already it's have a closed what, like system. 250 gallons or something. Whatever, yeah. Something like that, and it's just in a closed but, system. But our goal is to basically evacuate the entire ocean out of here. Is that really... Yeah? That's how I see it, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. We're the evacuation plan. <laughs> We're the evacuation plan. <laughs> the ocean is not happy. It's cold. It's salty. It's under the elements. It's not. This is not the ideal situation for the ocean. That's why it created plants, animal, people. The ocean is constantly moving out. Yeah. Of the ocean. Interesting. It's constantly so, trying so to like leave the, the salt Cambrian behind. The Cambrian explosion and the migration of life from the singular to multicell to land is also that water itself can then use house the water the, yeah the ocean is homeless plants animal <laughs> people are the houses yeah yeah right? so i mean that's what consciousness is that's doing in the universe is creating itself a home water is source water is infinity water is homeless and then it makes the cell multi-cell plants animals humans as homes Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting and then consciousness now if you were a tree you would know that and you'd be fully connected with all trees all single cells but it just as a human that's the only time that you're separated yeah as a, you imagine separation yeah. in a short amount of time for a specific purpose yeah 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 this the depth of identity as water is super fruitful there's a lot of nuances to it that you just kind of keep going in its depth and connecting it to different frameworks and concepts that help would it be then that infinity or source being water takes the channel channels the water into these expressions of form and identity just like all of the expressions of cells and multi-cells and plants animals humans and so that's why you call channel water because that's an infinity or that source channel watering through these expressions of forms that are their unique little fireworks mm -hmm. in eternity and it will probably keep expressing itself in a different way. Like, yes, um, just like because we're creating new creatures in space, right? There'll be new evolution is not done. So just like you, when you go out to the street and you know which car is yours, even though it was made exactly the same, like 
because we personalize everything yep. even your phone we personalize things that's what consciousness is it's kind of always a person at that moment right at that moment so even those space stations will be personalized as a being right we don't know yet their shape and mm. you know again consciousness will always express itself out so now there'll be a new function there'll be new intention there'll be new form we don't know what it is yet but it keeps happening i mean even there's so many people now creating spaceships and rockets and none of them are the same and it's like there's always expression coming through but i think um you know the function the form they're connected but the function first is to get water into architecture yeah that's that's the function first yeah. okay interesting so as though source or infinity or water here is the architect in this eternal creation where getting it into form to reflect on its own being and existence is you know the the first thing that it does in these expressions make it get the houses so that it can recognize itself and then continue the personalization and expression of everything outward and we'll find more water there's water in space that is frozen totally our job is to find it and bring it back to the cycle oh so really we're not even like it's oh, not even the whole body of consciousness right now that's operating oh that's you interesting just, i think the way to see it is that um you, you think we add water to the hydrological cycle that's so we in a sense we're mining for water in the cosmos we see it more as like you have um a part of your family that is lost oh, oh, and frozen in and time frozen in and time. is waiting for you to come and save it. <laughs> I mean, we're the reality so we're in now is kind of like a <laughs> post-war reality. So imagine a time before where there was a planet of waters and it was content. It was just this one ocean of consciousness. All of the water in space was in one place and it was surrounding a sun that was basically keeping it liquid and warm. Yes. There was this beautiful um, kind of like balance between the two that kept the water liquid out in space. Something happened and that exploded. And now we're still picking up the pieces and slowly moving back to that place of singularity of the entire ocean being liquid, connected and together. So again, it's not about people. It's about consciousness and a much bigger body of consciousness. So the ocean basically acts as a, it acts as a cosmology in a sense. It acts as a philosophy. It acts as a spirituality, as a metaphysics. Water does. Water is not matter. Water is a metaphysics. Yeah, it's the expression of metaphysics. It's the, if you had to put your finger on what is the symbol or Let's say this way. Water is the glove on the hand of consciousness, right? So I'm not even saying water is consciousness. It is how consciousness operates through. Yeah. It's like the portal for consciousness, right? Because I don't want to take away from consciousness to put it, to limit it to just being water. Because that would totally. be wrong too. Total. So, totally. Okay, so it's a portal for consciousness. It's where activity lies, right? 
architecture of life. You can take a rock, you can leave it okay, in so the... Okay, so we use water as the activity agent yes. for infinite creation. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Because it has to be somewhere, right? There has to be somewhere that that infinite source is coming through and operating in this world. And that place is water. That's interesting. So water... Interesting. Water is the portal. Yeah. That emptiness, nothingness, modulating uses for consciousness in infinite creation. In this material world, right? Because we created matter. There's matter and there's water. There. There is a. You see what I mean? Like, matter is fixed. It's a building block. It does not change. It's passive, and I call it passive consciousness or potential consciousness. Water is active consciousness. It's the kinetic force of consciousness. It's not just the potential. So as consciousness comes into being, it came into being in this reality, in this layer, into matter and water. And water is the active part that is moving matter and building. That's if, yeah, just yeah. understanding the yep. game, the rules of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So usually it's also broken down into things like energy. So even at the level of energy, which we could say is what air and water and food are. So you, could you go another layer deeper into energy? The way I phrase it is differently. It's it's different. It's uh, water uses energy to manipulate matter. So energy for me is not consciousness. Is consciousness? We call it energy because we think energy is something um, abstract. <laughs> but energy is energy. It's actually very physical. It's physics. So there's all the different kinds of energy which we're using. Right? We're heating. We need energy to heat the sure, water. Right? Sure. So water itself depends on how much energy it has will determine how active it is so like we said ice is frozen in time yeah there's no time there's no activity then the warmer it gets the more active it gets the more force it has the more energy it has right so energy is just um so yeah i mean the best way is in a sentence water uses energy to manipulate matter or consciousness uses energy to manipulate matter. And that one, yeah, I see. So I see. I'm not energy. Yeah. I'm conscious. Consciousness is always energy is, is something else. You know, you can drain an energy from a battery and you can't drain life. Life is not something that it's, yeah. it's not an on off switch. Yeah, or yeah. It's eternal. It's exactly. It's consciousness. Yeah. Because it seems like what's most foundational <clears throat> is the energy that is dancing that then from emptiness to energy dancing that then creates the appearances of matter. <coughs> form 
even the houses that then <coughs> have the ability to reflect on their source. So if, if it was put into a trajectory, it would be something like <coughs> although I am consciousness, I am eternal life, that is what I am, that even the beyond of that is something like the absolute, the void, shunya, emptiness, etc. That then uses awareness or the agent of consciousness to experience all of these different fluctuations of energy modulations it does i see how that whole process can be viewed like water it can be viewed like a sine wave it can be viewed like the modulation of the waves on the ocean i see how all of these things are intertwined and interrelated so water in a sense is like the analogy that is used to reference the modulation of the oceanicness in all of its possibility. And then these appearances of form are like those most surface level waves that appear and then disappear and appear and disappear in different form possibility. Right. But it's again, it's, Water, I mean, think about being water, not being a person, like being water, like fully connected. So at that moment, you're not a tree or a grass or, you know, you fully, you don't even have that identity or the idea of the thing. There's no thing. Yes. Right? So that's kind of like when you, when you die, when you dissolve from the body and you go back to that. It's like the so space. That, that space, yeah. The space. It's that space yeah. of it, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not matter. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, cause you, because if yeah. you have to take matter yeah. and make something, you have to be able to move around and do it. It's, it's like the, wa the voidness or the nothingness. The water is more like that. But it's post the void, right? It's post the void. That's yeah. what I was sort of also trying to, yeah. that's why I was also trying to put it at the level of energy. But I see how it's also like the spaceness is more also. It's just from our point yeah. of view as people, when we look at the spirit, it looks like water. But when you are water, you're not water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's, it's just our point of view through these eyes. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But when you're the thing itself. Self. Yeah. There's nothing. So this can be thought of as when you think of yourself as the appearance of the wave and then you think of these objects as also appearances of the wave and then you recognize that the oceanic feeling of where you are water and these are water and the space is water and that's all water that recognition versus thinking that i'm a wave i'm a form right it's more like the particle on the wave right yeah yep so like yeah you could be a 
thinking I'm a particle, but actually when you look at it, you see that that particle is yes. inside of a wave, wave. Yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. it's almost like being able to modulate yourself quantum mechanically in the probability space to oceanic feeling and then as needed, hey Moses, will you pass me that mic? Okay, particle, pass the mic, you know, whatever. You could tell the story all these different ways. Right. So, okay. Because I'll be like, well, we're the same being. You go do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I definitely, that was such a great metaphysical exploration. I love that. I wanted to make sure that we asked you as much as you were willing to share about the process of which one can even photograph water like mm -hmm. this. Right. This started in 2013. Is yeah. that right? Okay. So yeah, walk us through um, how does one even get to the point where they discover that they can photograph water this way and as much of what you're feeling is free to share, we would love to learn about the method itself right. too. Yeah. So I think one thing we have to understand first is that we do not see water like light passes through water okay so yeah so let's 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 just bring the example mm -hmm. here so okay so what 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 are we seeing here so what you see here is basically the way the shape of the glass and those structures break light right if you had a perfectly square glass clear clean water you will see through it as if it wasn't there Right. So a good example, if you have an aquarium, mm. what do you look at? Mm. The fish. Mm -hmm. What's between you and the fish? Nothing. You mm. see the fish, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If me and you are now in yeah. water, I see you. Yeah. Right. So I don't see water. We don't see the air too, right? We don't see the air, yeah. The only thing that we see is the border between the two. Okay, so when I look at this water, I'm seeing, you're telling me that I'm seeing the cup holding the water. You see reflections, I'm right? Seeing reflections. reflections hitting the cup, hitting the water. The, the light goes through, but gets deflected. Yeah. Right? So you see in all those, you see prisms, you see all kinds of things that are happening to the light as it's moving through the water. So the only thing you can tell me is that I know there's water there. Yeah, I know there's water there. Okay. That's the only thing that you actually know, right? Yeah. But you don't see, now to see water is to see the movement within the water, right? So that's why we using air is a good example. You don't see the wind. Yes. But if there's particles in the wind, you'll see it. Yes. A twister, a hurricane, a shape, right? Yes. So same with water. So the leaf moving through the wind is like the fish in the aquarium. Yes. Or, for example, if you're in a lake or an ocean, there's lots of debris, bacteria, right? So yeah. you see that, but you don't see the water. Okay. So even a block of ice of perfect clear water in a perfect square shape, you will see through it as if it wasn't there. So just question of do you have air bubbles, particles? Bacteria. Yeah. So, okay. So now what we do want to see is we want to see... <laughs> movement in the this. water you want to see the actual form of water just like you see the wind okay i want to see so so you're saying i want to see this water i want to see the water itself photographed to where well, i can see its form at that level when those images are not microscopic that's exactly this this size so 
Okay, so what would happen? Yeah, if we took this photo, it would just look like a block of ice, like a block of blue ice, like that. It will look like different forms of. You will see the movement. I will see movement as long as I do this. But if it's been sitting still for five Mm -hmm. minutes, then it will be solid, right? Ish. Well, water never stops moving. So yeah, even those little molecules will keep. It's always moving. H2O will keep moving. So what will, what will we see? It will, we won't infinitely. be like... You'll, you'll see infinite as you go through the images. That's okay. exactly what you will see. So you will see but infinite... you this water. Didn't you move it in a certain way to capture it like this? Right. So what you, what you want to see is the movement in water, right? That's, that's what we want to yeah. see. Okay. Right? Yeah. So in order to see that, you can't use light. You can't. No, light goes through the water. So you're not going to get anything with light. And what you want to do is to be able to capture that movement How do you capture in three dimension in the water. So this is more of a kinetic photography where the film itself is liquid what and, the f- and it's, it's sensitive to movement. So what I'm capturing is the movement in the water, right? That's what I'm capturing here. So once there's the movement, film is liquid, is liquid, but it doesn't mix with the water. They don't mix. What the f- So, so for example liquid yeah now if you go on my playlist faces of water there's different kinds so there's water from different places but also the most exciting thing is sound waves in water because cymatics right yeah 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 because all mythologies describe life as a vibration the beginning of life being a certain vibration which means a frequency because we think about sound as communication tool Yes. But sound is actually like a 3D printer in water. Sound is like a 3D printer in water. It's a way to create three-dimensional forms. Okay. So water uses sound to create forms. And when you see the forms of um, sound waves in water, you see the architecture of life. You see the patterns of trees. You see the world of biology coming to life. Yes. So for me, the most exciting one to do is I create those big speakers of water and back in 2013 before cymatics was so popular yeah and and capturing those movements the sound moving through the water okay and that's that's the most incredible thing you'll ever see because so that that's like the fundamental oh mm-hmm. just frequencies yeah and then in. tweaking those frequencies to have different mm-hmm. shapes fractal appear yeah and you can just have like a, humans trees animals plants everything up, starts appearing appearing yeah. Yeah. And then aside of that, I mean, you have also just pure movements of water in water. So like you, I said, but you see why I said energy seemed like it was so fundamental, right? Because like all those different modulations energetically are what give rise to the different appearances of form. Right. But again, yeah. consciousness is the one. Yeah. Yeah. Using energy. Yes. Or being yes. energized. Just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just I think it's just a matter of how we use language. Yes. Yes. Because okay. a lot of times people will use the word awareness to describe consciousness. They'll use the word energy to describe, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's like consciousness is the thing itself. Yeah. Consciousness is aware of its surrounding. That's how I use the word awareness. Okay. Most people use it the other way. I know. Yeah. Most people say <laughs> awareness is the primary agent of infinity. And then consciousness is sort of the agent of what be- matter sort of re- becomes 
to recognize itself as awareness. So consciousness recognizes itself as awareness, but awareness is the fundamental agent. Anyway. Right. No, but yeah. it's important because yeah. at that mo moment, all, they're talking about the brain. When, yeah, consciousness is usually in reference to yeah. the brain, whereas Which, awareness is like the witness or the observer. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's where we lose a lot of people because they start thinking consciousness only exists if you have a brain. If you have a brain, yeah. But, so it's consciousness. Yeah. But if there's nothing around, there's no awareness. There's nothing to be aware of. of yeah. So you could be consciousness and have nothing to be aware of. So awareness is an action consciousness takes. Okay, interesting. Okay, I see, I see how you've, you're But your whole body it. is sure. conscious, not just sure. the brain. And your whole body is then aware to different things in different places. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, okay. so same thing with energy. That's why I say consciousness uses energy to manipulate matter okay so yeah all those words okay um, i put them in sentences so just so you know what i mean at least you know then yes. you can translate it to the way you yeah. use it yeah. yeah yeah oh that's so funny it's almost like uh translating spanish you know, <laughs> you know so it's, it's kind of funny like that so yeah so how would you do so you use did you make this um film that you made it you made the film that could yeah and anyone can it's not something so that's why the patent is more of a the method okay uh, it's a, an actual method so people sell this film that's the film itself is just a, a chemicals you can buy the chemicals and put it together like it's not that part again it's not um but you can't use light no light involved whatsoever you can do it in pure darkness okay so but did you do these pictures in pure darkness yeah, there's no light involved. Okay, like so the how, light. Okay, so walk us through how you're in pure darkness. Oh, so so okay, for yeah. example, what you see in the image, yes, the range of color, right? So the most bright one is the most, like it's, we said, energy in the water, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. And black is no movement, so maximum movement and no it's movement. No movement. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing in the images. Let's move to another image that maybe a bigger. Okay. Um, so here, for example, you can see the movement and the flow so so what so that, ahead, so that movement in the water that specific movement what you see but in you're here, in a dark room is no i mean i'm i could be where? anywhere all i'm saying is that the film itself is not affected by light it's affected by movement oh the film's affected by movement yeah. now i see yeah. okay so the <clears throat> so basically once you so you might you might in the dark room you might move the water put the film in it'll capture that movement take it out mm -hmm. something like that right and then at the end i have a negative you have a negative yeah. okay now i yeah. got it okay so the film i can choose when to fixate the film right so i'm like that's like me taking a snapshot yes so okay. i can okay. let's say i create sounds in the water okay i drop my film into the water and when i choose i fixate the film and how i capture you, that second how do you Choose. that's something that probably that's I'll proprietary show. yeah that's proprietary okay okay so, yeah but it's all but so, it's an analog process okay. okay so at the end i have negatives yes actual physical negatives yes and this is the positive yeah totally okay okay cool <clears throat> okay but what you can see like here for example that's basically the blueprint of a fish yeah yeah and then you start to see that movement in water is the the yes, architecture the appearance it's, of form the architecting mm -hmm. and why things look the way they look 
why things look like. So how did you replicate this movement? This isn't cymatics. No, this right? one was just a pure. Yeah. And, and funny enough, somebody made a project where they dropped um, liquid wax in the, at the top of a river. They just dropped wax into the river. And the wax formed itself as it went down the river. Huh. And at the end, when they captured it, they looked like fish. Oh, you know what I mean? So same thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same thing here. It's the same Whoa. thing. There's that type of movement and this one. That's what came out oh of it. Oh, my gosh. So in a sense. So is water moving fish. inside of water? Yeah, yeah. That's what we're seeing is the movement of water mm -hmm. in water. What, the movement of water in water. That's a great way to put it. So, so would it be fair then to say something like... Uh, like the way that we see imagine earth as a fractal and you see the the way that the mountains secrete out of the land and then you see how the hydrological cycle from the ocean moves and precipitates as snowfall and then goes the streams from there become the rivers that then go back to the ocean right the hydrological mm -hmm. cycle so fish are the formation in a sense the way they're positioned like their head with their body and their little tails of water of the movement of water in water so the very hydrological cycle is in a sense what creates the appearance mm -hmm. of the way that why these fish are shaped the way they are. Is that, yeah? Yeah, you okay. start to see how, just like we create, you know, things to be aerodynamic. Yes. This is liquid like dynamics. Plane. Yeah. yeah. So this Li is the liquid dynamics. Right? Liquid dynamics. Fluid dynamics, it's called. Yeah, fluid dynamics. So you have, you create the most ideal shape and form to move in water and you can see that i mean when you look at a shark and the way and the ability they have is amazing totally even a whale i mean i saw whales swim in the ocean until you see it in person next to them it's you don't really grasp how amazing and effective it is you see a building swimming next to you, building, yeah, <laughs> you know? that's it. and you're like wow this thing i mean the movement it's yeah. much more like a snake the way it the, is like a snake. they the move yeah, that's rather true. than that's true. We, we keep thinking of this chunk of no yeah. they, they have a yeah. very fluid movement and it's amazing especially at that scale so all of life started as water moving in water yeah and then taking form right and this is part of why we don't see water is because we're designed to see everything but the water because we're in it we're inside of we're it. in it even now i mean i don't see like you described the hydrological cycle i don't even see that the the atmosphere is an extension of the ocean the atmosphere is that is the ocean correct it's yes. one body of water yes. it's just the way the ocean protects yeah. itself from the cold of space is that gradient of the atmosphere yeah because again, the ocean is all it's doing is trying not to freeze. <laughs> yeah. Constantly keeping itself. Trying not to. The freeze. enemy is, is the freezing. next ice age. That's our that, enemy. I wrote that down. I thought that was interesting. That the. It's better to warm up the a bit than to cold down. The worst enemy is the ice age. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, cooling down is the worst thing that can happen to us. It's the worst thing. Yeah. Because you never want to be frozen in place. Well, you're frozen in time. In time. Time time and temperature is the same measurement. Yeah. From the point of view of water. Like for us, we have clocks, so we think time is fixed. But time is actually flexible to temperature. So the warmer it is, the faster time moves. So it can slow down to zero, or it can move to a place where it's not functional anymore, and you just vapor. Which is too much energy. But yeah. you see it kind of in your everyday life. Like if you have, if you eat food, and you want to have some left for later, and you want to slow down time, you want to slow down the process of water in your food as it decomposing. So you put it in the fridge, you slow down time. Yeah. Or you want to completely stop it, you put it in the freezer. Freezer. So that's time. Which still doesn't technically stop it in the sense of like you can't well, eat it in a year because it would be disgusting. There's no absolute zero, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, in- yeah, that's interesting. But it's like as close as it gets. As close as it gets, yeah. Which is even more torturous because you're moving so slow. So <laughs> <you're like laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. I think, I'm, I think I'm following now. So in a sense, and it kind of follows the whole pressure cooker analogy too mm-hmm. where – Suffering is kind of like the drill sergeant of awakening. So when you're faced with significant trauma, it kind of makes you awaken to the treasure that comes from that. And in a sense, that's kind of like the pressure cooker where there's a... there's something that needs to happen. Like we talked about this before we went on, like Israel in many ways is kind of like a pressure cooker for needing to use the mind mathematically, cryptographically, computer scientifically, etc., to ensure its own safety mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's like kind of like, it's not ice, it's vapor in this sense. It's like steam yeah you get to the essence of things faster like you have a tomato but you say like i want the essence of the tomato but i don't want to wait for it to rot and ferment and so i'm going to cook it i'm going to push it there right so that's the movement forward or you slow down but you can't move back so Uh if you want to talk about time traveling (laughs) Uh uh (laughs) it's only movement forward you can't go back interesting (laughs) so okay so again uh, you're in darkness. You no, I don't have to be in darkness. You don't I'm just saying light does not have any effect on your light, image whatsoever. So, so I can be in light, and I can take mm-hmm. the little um, film and dip and pull out, and then process yeah. that. Because again, that's what's so amazing when you stop to realize that light passes through water. Water ignores light. That's that's just scientifically. Water ignores light. Water is so dense, more than the wall behind you, but yet light can pass through it. Water is denser than like steel. This drywall behind you, the piece of wood over yeah. there. Yeah. So you can see it, weight, density, all of it, yet light passes through it. How is that even possible? Okay. So it's denser so molecularly. Mm-hmm. H2O is packed together more so than even wood or steel. but well, Definitely like, wood. Yeah. Definitely wood. Okay. So 
when you think about it that that dance of life that we're in is between water and light mm-hmm. sure sure but they don't mix yeah so water creates because everything you see you see with light but water is creating those structures and buildings and and water can change the wavelength of matter to give you different colors right because i mean the plant right now can be totally. green with a purple leaf totally totally but when the water leaves that plant it all goes back to being just this this color of the soil huh. but no, nobody stopped to think for a minute wait a minute how does this matter how is this green right now yeah so water has the ability to take matter and change the wavelength of it to give you any color you want yeah right just like you paint your house yeah but the reality behind that paint or when all of that crumbles back down to the origin matter it's just soil we all i mean there's nothing else here but rock and water jeez A good example. <laughs> it's not the, my preferred example, but a good example for it. You can have the most lavish dinner with the most colorful textures, everything on the table. But the next day, only two things left your body, water and soil. Yeah. But water has the ability to take that soil and create so many wonderful things out of it. Damn. The cyclicity is so. The Ouroboros, right? The that symbol of the snake eating its tail. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's why that space station question. Yeah, that's doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it's the same cycle. It just happens in a smaller, more self-sustained, contained. Yes, that's space. Yeah, that was the question. And that and that makes uh, that makes sense. It's just crazy that there had to be two hundred fifty or whatever gallons brought up in the first place for it to then undergo the cycle in the station itself. Like that's another interesting thing is that, uh, yeah, it, co- cosmically speaking, it was really interesting when you said that. Like it's almost as though it's our responsibility to not only spread life these little portals for the next infants that come throughout the cosmos, but also that it's in a sense a responsibility to go and save the frozen water mm-hmm. from being helpless. timeless, helpless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We bring oh, time to space. We bring time to ice yeah. to space yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, ah, this is so interesting that goes on this one <laughs> so many notes yeah I like that we kind of so is it so metaphysically speaking it's something like 
the secretion, the dance that then has this emerge that looks and recognizes itself and then it takes the essence of the creativity of what it is and it brings it to more and more expression that enables it to have more and more expression of creativity and form outward more and more like like more architecture more architecture yeah which is growth which is growth creativity that's all nature does is grow and i mean growth for nature means putting water in houses in architecture and then and then the so and then the example you were giving also earlier was that the autonomous car is a vessel from earlier you were giving the example the autonomous vehicle. car is like the the vehicle so when you say the channeling water we are the channeling of the water mm -hmm. what's the autonomous vehicle in the analogy well, i mean as long as it's just matter it's just a rock but every vessel of consciousness is a every vessel of water is a vessel of consciousness so you're the conscious being in the car so when something moves in philosophy when something moves there's two options either you're a conscious being choosing to move from point A to point B or a conscious being put it into movement. Mm. Right. So okay. the auto, so that car is oh. put into movement by consciousness by water. Yeah. It serves okay. us. Okay. But okay. a lot of people think that consciousness, the brain, hence a computer one day will be conscious, which is not the case unless there's water in that mix, that computer will not be conscious ever. So it can okay. be very. So if it's fluid dynamics, it can be. Yeah, if you integrate water into the system, and water is what. But then again, all you're going to end up doing is recreating yourself, because that's what is happening right now. Oh, right? sure, sure. So we're that consciousness that is creating, making all that, you know. So when I sit on my computer and I click, there's no separation between the spark through my body. I'm just waterproof, so I won't get electrified. But that click, that spark goes on. Through the computer to the internet to yes. whatever and something gets shipped to my door you know yes, or being yes. made and so at some point we'll even even that won't happen we will be completely able to just use waves whether it's like brain waves or a different type of communication so we won't even have to use yeah the physical part of my yes, body yes. so it'd be just water controlling matter without having to be mixed with it because okay. the mix between water and matter is that union that causes pain and suffering. That's why I said that at some point water will be free from that union to flow and everything around it will be controlled by water without having to actually do the work, having that physical connection.
that's where the friction is that's where the pain is so, that's where the suffering comes so, from so all of that friction pain suffering comes from the union of water with matter or you can say the spirit and matter. or spirit and matter yeah or yeah. consciousness and matter blah 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 mm-hmm. shiva shakti purusha yeah. prakriti blah 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 so the component of the dance the components of the dance so there's a liberation of consciousness mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. of water yeah from its matter mm-hmm. that then enables it to do the wire the complete telepathic yeah telekinetic telepathic yeah okay yeah oh interesting and so that's enabled by also Neuralink etc all these types of future brain computer interface style technologies probably I mean I think the way we see it is that we create a lot of different ways and the best ones yeah yeah always so that's the evolution of creation natural selection blah blah yeah did we did we share I guess another minor question here is that did you did you do some sort of a like a you you made a movement in the water and then captured it that's how you made these right so my goal is to find movement right so whether I go to a stream okay. I go to the ocean I create movements at home and like I said, the most effective movements I found, the most informatives are sound waves in water. So then I create sound waves in the water, capture those. So, so we're in, was this sound waves? A lot of this was sound waves. Uh, some. These are actually the first images. This is before I even entered sound. Um, some of those had more of intention. So like the one you see on the right. Yeah. Um, that was actually um, on Passover and i was thinking about splitting the water like i was thinking about that concept and if you see in this image you have this one sphere that actually has this split in it almost like two faces looking at each other yet it's one of a whole so it has this kind of infinite flow yet it has that split and it's kind of looking at itself yeah yeah it does so so a lot of the images at the beginning was really just my trying to put my um headspace and see what happens right um it was kind of like emoto's work where you know how does your feelings affect the water but then but then i wanted to move away from that and focus really on things that i can scientifically show and that was more the sound waves in water and things of that nature because i didn't want to end up in a world where i'm constantly battling you know what i think i see to what other people will see where when it's sound waves, it's repeat. You can repeat it. You can, yeah. You know, right. it's real science. Right. It's exper- yeah, like yeah. you can actually see it. this frequency yeah. will be always the same. same. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I try to always focus on things that are more um, scientific, or li- or for example, fluid dynamics. If you f- zoom into the one on the right, so you will always you learn a lot about also space. Space is liquid that dynamics. Definitely looks like the Mandelbrot. Fractal right. zoom. Yeah. So you see the eye, you see yes. the movement in space. Totally. Um, there's always a black hole in the center of an impact, yeah. which is also what we see in space. There's always a black hole. Yeah. So, for example, what I learned is that the black hole is not where things get sucked out of life. It's actually the opposite. It's the injection point. Yeah. You know, so this universe is actually more like something that was inject. It's fluid dynamics and it was yeah. injected, injected in 
that's the black hole is so the that's injection the spark point. of creativity and then that thing is flowing on yeah yeah in that so so it's almost like when you take the water and then there's a the injection points kind of like the big bang mm -hmm. the point of creation yeah so the, and in, that's just so one the of. intention at the level of consciousness happens at the big bang it's all in one right it's a fracture of a second that yeah and then that intention of exploration of creativity itself. materializes itself mm -hmm. and then reflects on holy shit we're here to do this mm -hmm. creative explorative process that we set out to do 13.8 right. billion years ago maybe <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> or maybe every second is just now and it's just yeah. now now yeah i mean because time doesn't really exist in that way no, like i said time time is a measurement of energy within consciousness within yeah yeah of yeah, how fast or slow go. you're moving yeah but there's no there's no universal clock none so for example there's no time on the moon and there's no time in infinity there's no time in eternity those are yeah. mutually exclusive yeah, yeah. time time is when you you have to have a conscious being measure its own movement yeah for it to even be time time yeah. and then yeah, yeah. how fast the time goes depends on the temperature at that place yeah okay okay wow and w by the way what's the future for you with um the faces of water is the photography where where are you thinking of taking the photography of water um repeatability was one thing you mentioned a bit right ago. and I've, I've already achieved that part yes. for me it's more i'm constantly just um i'm enjoying the process and the process of investigation so i haven't yet stopped you know what i mean like to stop and just focus on one thing one thing only so um, I compared this photography to like when I told you you can invent, let's say, x-ray. Now you study the body. You yep. can study bones and things that you couldn't do before. So that's what happened to me. I invented that. My focus was to see the water. Okay. Learn from it. I've learned a lot from being able to see water. Yep. And then took that knowledge and start lecturing about what I understood from it. Yes. And that touches on all aspects of society and life and everything we know. Uh, one of the latest things the last hour and a half of conversation right pretty much comes yep. from seeing movements in water that's really cool and then one of the last things i created was uh, the family fluid dynamics which explains mm. basically and again not, nothing i talk about is new it's just from the point of view of water but people talked about it as generational trauma generational curse but it's basically you're born into a river that yeah. was shaped by generations yes. and generations yes so the family fluid dynamics help you to see the river you're born into oh okay and basically get out of that because you're yeah. not that river yeah you're the water but most people identify with the river, with the river they're river born into the yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's more the matter the river banks and the shape of it yes, yes. Um, because huh. maybe you know generations ago somebody hit an obstacle so i'll give the metaphor quickly you're born your moment of birth is when the rain hits the ground your life cycle as a person is the journey from that moment back to the ocean yes right yes. so as the water you know makes its way to the ocean yeah let's say it hits an obstacle so now it has to go around it and it's not anymore the ideal path it has to start moving around and changing its path but then over time water you know that obstacle it gets dissolved eroded by the water but the river still moves as if the obstacle is there 
you're born into that river generations after and you still wiggle around as if the obstacle is there yeah yeah so like in the jewish world yeah people born after you know generations after the holocaust still he have issues with food yeah you know so but it's not their issue it was given yeah. to them generation after generation yeah, yeah. so once you identify with the water rather than the river banks you start to see what's yours and totally. what's not yours totally. right so that's the family fluid dynamics on you know Okay. quickly and then the next uh, thing um, I've been working on a project for over a year now it's a new book and that book is all illustrations actually and it's a story that explains how and why water and nature created human beings yes it's yes. called the liquid forest cool and it's kind of a secret project we're almost done we have two more illustrations before it's that part is finished and then Very I'm going to start telling that story and it's kind of like the prequel to the bible sweet yeah yeah that's great it, yeah that that's I, I love that that's actually uh something that we're really passionate about that we'll probably talk about after the show is m creating art and illustrations that then explain source or infinity doing this creative process yeah why we're doing it exactly this type of thing i'm excited for it and also to be able to potentially bring you back on to be able to explain it and have more of the dialogue about it so that one is forest the liquid forest liquid liquid forest i like that mm -hmm. it's cool the liquid forest family fluid dynamics mm -hmm. there was one part to that that i wanted to mention was that have you've probably heard like in the like in some of the non-dual tradition it's like there there's no such thing as enlightenment or awakening you're mm. already it right right yeah. <laughs> you're already water right, right. <laughs> yeah that's like, not any question <laughs> yeah and so like like even the whole like condom bubble idea is like we make that idea up but we make it up in the sense like if you think that you're separate that's what it is right. if you think that if you're experiencing anger and frustration and jealousy and malevolence and all these things, the way out of that is through the Buddha, through the techniques that have been passed down for millennia around becoming conscious of your respiration, you know, having high levels of morality, concentration, samadhi, meditative consciousness that then gives you liberation into being water, to recognizing that you're water. Like Rumi said the diamond is already around your neck, but it's up to you to recognize mm. it. And so that's kind of the popping in a sense. So it's, it's kind of funny. That's what it was reminding me of a little bit. So as soon as the precipitation hits is when the birth portal in mm. happens and you recognize as soon as possible, I'm water. I'm water on this journey, this experience, and not... You know, I am like, where is the border? There's no border for the little droplet of water to be like, this is where my border. Well, you know, that's the thing is that you're usually you'll discover that moment where you're inside of the river. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and the question is, at what moment you realize that you're not the river? Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. But there's no we talked again about the union between the spirit and matter. So in this case, the water and matter. So when the drop of water hits the ground, that's the moment of union, right? So now we're already mixing with matter and flowing through. 
and the river can be even books and libraries and you know the river banks are made of culture you know society like yes, all, yes all of that is the river right okay so would it, would it be would it be fair to say that you could say that the the drop is like if you're associated with the drop and the identity then that's kind of like the ego and then the river is the journey for the drop and then if you recognize that you're the water that's sort of the ultimate realization is i'm not yeah. the drop i'm not even the drop in the river i'm not even the drop on the journey i'm just water period right. infinite water mm -hmm. infinite creation that's what i am yeah, which is what the mystic traditions say is that you are source yeah. expressing itself right. forever in all right. of the different yeah and so we because the river i think when I talk about the river, I don't talk about the water in the river. I'm talking about the actual physical matter that we call. You see what I mean? Because we create separation between this water and that water is because it's inside of this matter in this journey. Right? I see. So like the person, the person that you want to approach and remind them your source, your water, right? The person you're talking to is that combination of matter and water. They oh. are that river. Oh, okay. they have a shape, a form, and that's they why have a story they live inside of. That's right? exactly, and that's yeah. why that's why another one of the ultimate realizations of the mystic traditions is that there's no lack, there's nothing good or bad. It's literally just identity. It's mm -hmm. what are you? Identity. Right. Are you the mix of the water with the matter, or are you just the water? Right. Yeah, and then yeah. and then it gives you the power to escape that river. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're just yeah. going to repeat the yeah. generations. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly. everyone becomes their yeah. parents, whether they want to or not. Yeah. That's what the river does. Have Have you heard of stream entry in the stream tradition? Entry. Like B Buddhism has a has a called Sotapanya. It's the stream entry. Basically, it's so funny how how much synergy there is here with the water, where stream entry is almost in a sense when you recognize that you're not the appearance of the cloud of the thought or emotion but rather you're the sky in which the cloud happens right right and so in a sense it's like you recognize that you're not just the drop of water but you are water in general and so stream entry is kind of like the beginning of nirvana the beginning stages of recognizing there is something to do there's something for me to realize that i am already water and mm -hmm. so that's stream entry, whereas otherwise you're just sometimes not even recognizing that you are the ultimate, you are the absolute right. having this experience. Yeah. It's so interesting. That's why there's many past one end, and that's why there's all of this different. Yeah, no, that's why I try to keep it simple, you know. Super childlike. So the book Liquid Force is also going to be, is it kind of like more child visuals? Mm -hmm. Same here with mm -hmm. all of the stuff we've been doing since November. It's been very childlike mm -hmm. visuals. I'll show you some of them down here um, afterward. Okay, let's, um, yeah, let's wrap. So, oh, and then the channel. So, so besides... Um, the illustrations like uh, Liquid Forest, it's also continuing to build out the YouTube channel. That's yeah, like I have, creating I have content lots of on there. lectures coming up. Uh, I just moved, so I'm in the process of moving to a new location, moving everything. But 
Um, I'm constantly, I have lots of lectures lined up already. Um, the next one is going to be about whether or not we live in a simulation, explaining why we do and why we don't. You know, again, everything is from the point of view of water. Yeah. So, um, so there's lots to talk about because it's basically kind of an infinite subject. Totally. And um, yeah. and once I'm done with the lectures and putting out the information I have, then I can just rest. Okay. <laughs> so so the couple things is that the the liquid forest, the continuation of the channel, and that's kind of those are kind of like the big things. Yeah. And then I will continue making images of water because you I just I enjoy that. I actually and really liked um, on your. I really like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw this. The It's the Integratron in Joshua Tree. In Joshua Tree. So, so I wrapped it with one image, and it's it was 166 feet long, the image. I love that. And this is this was kind of what I was thinking when, when I was wondering, like, where can we put faces of water? Well, we can put it on all of the ugly not ugly i mean it's our creation but there's so many ugly just plain building walls mm. that have no beauty on them right. and so if we put faces of water on you know right even right here in koreatown you can put it right on mm. all of these beautiful building like on the sides where there's not even any windows right. put one of those massive anyway this is what i was thinking also about art which is something we could potentially talk about is just the proliferation of faces of water the beauty also. of the method is that because my negatives are really large and the film I'm using is made out of nanoparticles, I can enlarge my images to any scale and any That's size. Awesome. And there's never, ever a pixel. That's like so if, cool. When you, people see my prints, they don't understand what they're looking at because there's no pixels. No pixels. You don't because it's so fine. And so I can take an image of an inch by two inches and blow it up to the Empire State Building and there'll be no pixels. That is so, so crazy. as far as buildings, yeah, that's the ultimate place for that's why I always do large scale prints. I go as big as I can. Have you been have you been asked yet to put it on a side of a building? Uh, yeah, there was one project that was kind of like, uh, you know, a concept they suggested, but I didn't go really anywhere. I would love to help make that happen as soon as possible. There's actually a decent amount of artists that are starting to, in a sense, create their murals on the sides of buildings, mm -hmm. like on the big, large scales. But to be able to take and... So the nice thing is yeah, that... You'd have to print a piece I print by them. Piece that's then, fine. That's yeah. easy to tile. Yeah. But I print them on aluminum. And the aluminum we use to print mm. is a building material. Oh. When you see buildings that are like silver or gray, yeah. like, looks like metal... That's the same panels we print on. So let's say a building that's cladded with that could be printed very easily, or it could be printed on like vinyls. My idea was that taking, you know, buildings in constru <clears throat> construction, they cover the construction with this fabric. Yeah. So my idea was to have those images there. Oh, that's cool. So while it's in construction, you get this huge, you know, kind of exhibit space basically. Yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. and you also have a gallery in Ingleside, Ing Inglewood. Yeah, Inglewood, right? Inglewood, mm -hmm. Inglewood. Yeah, that's the water museum. The water museum. Yeah, because of COVID, we, you know, couldn't open to the public. But it's supposed to be the place where we explain everything from the science of water, um, ecology, climate to philosophy theology I love that. mysticism mythology you know like basically everything 
because water is really the one line that ties everything, everything. together. Yeah. You know. Um, so you'll put some of the liquid force stuff potentially up as well. Some of the the drawings story. we're making are pretty big. So what I think I'll do is convert the whole space to an exhibit space for the book. So you can see all the illustrations yeah, exactly. and create installations that you actually walk into those spaces. I love that. I love the installation. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that's the experiential yeah. component of it. Like uh, to create sort of the the pulsating visualization of what it's like to touch and then to watch like in a 3D aquarium mm -hmm. for it to, to watch the face yeah. of water change would be, yeah, that kind of stuff's so cool. Um yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Did you have other things that did you have other things you wanted to also mention? No, that's pretty much it. I'll be happy to come back in the future and yeah, we'd love discuss to discuss more. You. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always more to uh, heck yeah, and to collab on. We'll explore that stuff um, here in a bit. Uh, silly question. Let's go with favorite food. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I am from the Middle East, but my mom's food, of course. <laughs> what is it? What's his favorite? Oh, the, there's a dish she makes with okra. We call it bamia. Bamia? So it's like okra in this red sauce, potatoes, chicken, yeah, rice on the side. Oh, that sounds <laughs> My so favorite good. dish in the world. That sounds so good. <laughs> you know, we're site-specific. Everyone likes their... Yeah. That's where the, we're born. The food it's we're metaphysical. Born the question, what's your favorite food, is metaphysical. It's yeah. really interesting. It's like if you can tell that you have a specific taste that nobody else in the world kind of has that specific taste, just like your iris is a specific that nobody right. else has, etc. So orca with this like red with uh, chicken and potato. and Yeah, rice. I guess it's a kind of a tomato sauce. Yeah. And um, yeah. And orca, this kind of like very... Okra. Or, or, okra. Okra, yeah. Okra. It's kind of like a. Is it like? A it's kind of a green. Quinoa? It's like a quinoa. Oh no! It looks. It looks like a tiny um, zucchini or. Um, yeah, I don't know what even family it is. It reminds me of a small eggplant or zucchini. It's like this small vegetable, but you have to know how to cook it perfectly to have it. Uh, okay, this is what. It actually, sometimes I find um, like. I like sou southern um, this stuff food. Yeah, so sometimes I find like fried okra here that um, it's kind of a, on the American. So um, fried or baked okra. That's what you'll find here mostly. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, it's do it's totally not a it's not a grain. It's a plant. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a grain. Well, yeah, that's that's interesting. Okay, so this with chicken, potato rice tomato <laughs> sauce yeah here you can see the more um yeah like the what's the dish called bamya b-a-m-y-a -I, I guess my mom is originally from turkey and her family yeah that's it oh that looks so good yeah exactly the way you see it over there and then with yeah. rice yeah it looks super good yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite silly questions to ask. And it's so <laughs> metaphysical, too, which is super interesting. Um, okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's wrap. So, so uh, yeah, everyone, uh, check out the links in the bio below. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We love you very much. We're really grateful. It was a super fun conversation with Moses. 
You can find all of his links in the bio below. Go and subscribe to his YouTube channel and check out those videos. Really nice and informative content there. Also, uh, follow him on Instagram. You can find his book link in the bio below as well to the Faces of Water book. And then also his website, faceswater.com. All his links are in the bio below. Comment below with what you think about the episode. We'd love to hear from you about identifying as water. We would love to hear how you feel about that. Like the video, share it with other people, subscribe if you haven't. Let's catalyze more of that oceanic feeling. <laughs> that was uh that's a wrap. I think that's it. Moses, any other thoughts on the way out? No, no, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's wrap. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We love you very much. I know the bomb yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay we love you very much we will see you soon thanks everyone (laughs) peace